0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah
2: urgent breaking news ryan poles has traded the number one draft pick to the carolina panthers this is not a drill number one for number nine number 61 in this draft a first round pick next year in 2024 and a second round pick in 2025 and wide receiver dj moore wow
1: Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um. Way to go, Ryan Poles. And now Walker fires downfield, looking for D.J. Moore. Oh, oh ends It's a diving catch for a Panthers touchdown. Wow!
0: D.J. Moore unreal. Let's get some insight from Carolina. Chris McLean covers the Panthers WFNZ in Charlotte. He's fearless. He'll go over the middle and he'll catch anything. His run after the catch ability is amazing. Justin Fields is going
2: to love him. You know, when we've been talking in the mornings here in Charlotte about it, and it kills me, by the way, you know, we do a morning show and uh, you guys can relate to this. The fact that this happens now and I have to wait till Monday. <laughs> I'm,
1: glad you I'm glad you called because my wife didn't want to hear about this. So I'm, glad, I'm glad you called. Bears fans are at home right now going, we've never seen anything like this. Justin is in Plainfield. That Carolina pick, they're going to be awful next year, I would assume. So that could be a top 10 pick, which is just amazing. Big Steve. I'm thrilled. I'm over the hill with this trade. They got the best package they could possibly get so i'm loving it brody is in the quad city oh my god i would have taken that trade without dj moore it's such a good trade
2: these are great days we're living bros
1: take that second round pick trade it for derrick henry sign an offensive lineman and then just draft nothing but defense eight super bowls in a row like so excited like (laughs) bear down chicago (laughs) brody is feeling it gentlemen the only question is not will they repeat, but how many times? You know,
2: I, I don't think we're talking about a repeat, a three-peat, or even a four-peat. It's right. We're talking a minimum eight-peat. Absolutely. What an amazing haul for Ryan Poles. Bear down!
1: Bear down! Bear down!
2: Bear down! Bear down. Let's,
0: Let's go! Let's go! God but- bless Lovey Smith. One, two, three, and Here we go, go here, here we go. go. Here we go, Jeff. Here we go, Tony.
2: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score
0: in Odyssey Station. I feel like we need a reset. I feel like we need to just kind of put all the pieces together, zoom out a little bit, and see if we can see the plan of what Ryan Poles is doing. Hmm. All right? So first things first, he makes a historically early trade. Yeah. Of the number one pick. After
2: totally telegraphing that at the combine, by the way, remember we flagged it right away. He was asked, like, could you make this deal before free agency? And he said, well, it's a good question. Yeah, because there might be players involved. So now D.J. Moore, they don't need to hunt wide receivers this free agent
0: period, really. Right. So he he checks off wide receiver one. Yep. And he adds, at the time, the most expensive piece on the Bears, even though it's a very reasonable contract. He was their highest paid player for, for next year on the books. Then free agency opens today, and it's cheap, smart linebacker.
2: Local kid who wore the green dot. And
0: On the f- number one defense in Philly.
2: Number one defense in Philly. Just went to a Super Bowl. Great collegiate, undrafted, undersized, a little underspeeded, but hell of a football player thrilled to be here. Easy value.
0: And then nothing happens for a while. Mm-hmm. Right? It- McGlinchey gets a huge deal, Hargrave gets a huge deal. Yeah, that
2: stuff happened first, right? Hargrave gone, McGlinchey gone, Juwan Taylor gone. Oh
0: no, but that that happened after Edwards. TJ Edwards happened first, right? Yeah. And then like the market started getting set at these premium positions that we thought that the Bears needed. Three technique, right tackle, Like, Huh. All right. They're not they're not setting the market at premium positions. So I came on the air today thinking, I wonder if he's gonna replicate the DJ Moore move if he's going to acquire an expensive player at a premium position because he doesn't like those guys in free agency and trade for a Laramie Tunsil type. That was my speculation at the start of the show when he didn't set the market on three technique and offensive tackle.
2: Laramie Tunsil, phenomenal uh, left tackle in Houston and is going into the last year of his deal and, Correct. and wants to renegotiate. Wants
0: to renegotiate and get a, a market-setting deal for left tackle.
2: By the way, Austin Eckler says he wants to trade, too. It's a running back, manageable cap hit going into the final year of his deal. I'm not interested in trading any resources for a running back.
0: Not interested either. I mean, he's crazy productive. Really good. A, a great touchdown player and all that. But, I mean, but no, you're not – there's, there's good running backs in the draft. You, you're, you're either throwing money at running back or draft picks at running back. You're not throwing not a best. draft pick and money at a running right. back. That's not happening. Um, and then he does set the market on a non-premium position that he had previously not been willing to set the market at. And I know Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds are different players, but they're mm-hmm. both inside backers. They're, they're similar enough uh, players. That it is head-scratching, for sure. Tremaine Edmonds is younger. It's front-loaded. It's a four-year deal instead of a five-year deal. He's
2: four inches taller, and his arms are two and a half inches longer.
0: Better in coverage, but probably not as prolific as a tackler. But he does have five seasons in the NFL, five 100-plus tackle seasons, but only five Career interceptions, zero career touchdowns, two Uh career forced fumbles, zero career fumble recoveries, six and a half sacks. Uh So not an impact player to this point. And then he signs uh, the guard. Nate Davis from Davis from from Tennessee. 54 starts in four years at right guard. Good run blocker. Hurt last year. Uh, maybe he'll move to left guard. Maybe this means Cody Whitehair's on his way out. Maybe Tevin Jenkins is moving. We don't really know what the ramifications are there, but a solid addition on the offensive line. That one I don't think is tough to really explain. So
2: they still, as you're zooming out, they still need what we thought their biggest needs were. They still need... Right tackle or left tackle.
0: They still need a tackle. Yep. They still need a three technique. Yep. They still need an edge rusher. Yep. And they still need a center right yeah they need they need all of those positions now no. they have four picks in the top 64
2: yep Cody Whitehair has played center in the past if they wanted to
0: keep and go that way but that'd be what the fourth time he's uh-huh. moved back and forth between right. center and guard and he's not under contract beyond this year i mean i yes he has done it they had Lucas Patrick has done it are but- they going
2: to run Lucas Patrick back remember that's their guy that's getsy's guy they might be thinking that they're going to run that back at center um, I,
0: I mean, I guess that's possible, but I, I think they need, I guess I'd be a little surprised if they're not looking for something long-term for fields to get some continuity you know, with, you, with a center. You
2: know me, I want that center from Minnesota, that John, John Michael Schmitz. Right.
0: There is a Jingleheimer they're, in
2: there. Allegedly. Allegedly. yeah, I And mean, uh, his name is, is also my name.
0: So the best free agent who hasn't signed is Draymond Jones, Correct. That's the best free agent at a premium position who has not signed. The three technique, 25 years old from the Denver Broncos. If the Bears sign him, Hmm. then it all does make sense, right? Like, isn't the the part that's weird about it mostly like the order, not the pieces themselves?
2: Well, what if they sign Orlando Brown Jr., which he he might be the best uh, free agent. Maybe. Theoretically. So so I
0: kind of wrote him off when the Chiefs let him go and signed a guy who had only played right tackle to play left tackle. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, obviously Ryan Poles is his own man, but I'm assuming that there is some symmetry and- symmetry of thought between him and Brett Veach in Kansas city. It would just surprise me if the chiefs used the franchise tag on a guy, he had a bad year. They let him go. They converted a right tackle to protect the most valuable asset on the NFL, Pat Mahomes. And then, Ryan Poles went out and gave the guy $20 million a year. That it, would surprise me.
2: If they sign either a three-tech or a tackle, yeah. then I think, yes, it will just feel like the order caught us by surprise. And
0: that can just be machinations with agents and how it all works.
2: I I, I think that that is mostly true. But there is this, this battle, and we've been able to mitigate it through several different logical things, but I think it still exists. It sounds like for you, and it does still exist for me, we ascribed so much new school football strategy to polls and these guys in terms of not paying linebackers that it just feels weird. It feels weird, especially the premium for the middle linebacker because I, I think we, we've come to think that, boy, those linebackers those, – Those 100-plus tackle years, like Tremaine Edmonds has put up, that's due to that great defensive line in front of him and the nature of the position and everything like that. You need splash plays. You need difference makers. And both of these linebackers feel like really good players and young, and the timeline is exciting, and I like all of that, but they don't read like playmakers and difference makers. So you still
0: feel like you're lacking that. See, and I think... My perception of Tremaine Edmonds as just an NFL fan has always been Man, this guy's really good. He can do everything. Like huge, 6'4, 6'5, 250 pounds, uh-huh. can do everything. When I pulled up his Pro Football reference page, I was surprised at the lack of production. At at the lack of game changing production. And our guest, who is the sideline reporter for the Bills said he thought that some of that was scheme, some of it was some weakness at the point of attack. Some, but-
2: of it, some of it might be a little tr- trouble to diagnose at the beginning of a play.
0: Yeah, but th- that one surprises me given that he's known for being arguably the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. Like, wouldn't you have to be good at diagnosing things if he, you're a good? If you're good at coverage, yes.
2: But I think if you're that tall
0: and that long, that
2: helps in your coverage as well. And the guest said zone coverage really the strength. Man coverage for any linebacker can be can be a challenge. But what's interesting to me, as I pointed out to him, it's not just fans saying that or media saying that. Leslie Frazier said we need more splash plays from him.
0: Yeah, saying that out same, loud. Same thing the Bears said about Roquan. And I get the logic of not doing it with Roquan. That part of it doesn't really bother me because I was so. In from the beginning of the year, Uh and oh my god, they're not going to be good, guys. What are we talking about? They're carrying eighty plus million dollars in in dead cap space, and it helped the The, tank, and and it it helped the tank, right? And he didn't have an agent, and there were like like just like a couple of blips along the way, right? So trading Roquan and then signing a dude who is similar to Roquan uh, in some ways to a shorter front-loaded deal Mm -hmm. after you already secured the number one pick that doesn't. Scream logical inconsistency.
2: I I, I agree. I, I I agree. And, and it, it took me a little bit, but I, I got there as well. They also got the second round pick, and they got the tank and everything like that. Yeah. Here's here's the other thing, and I, and I said this at the top, it like, made me think about the soft factors with Roquan a Little. I don't know how much it played into it. I can't speak to Nate Davis. I don't know about Nate Davis, but we can speak to these linebackers now. We had a great conversation with T.J. Edwards an hour ago, and that conversation about Tremaine Edmonds and knowing the family a a little bit and seeing how the family is. Both those linebackers, not only do they give them the flexibility to do what they want schematically and can really get moved around and do stuff, they love football. They are high-character guys who have improved, who work on their games, and who and are young and are young, all, th-
0: all three of the guys all are young, all
2: three are young. So they're signing
0: them for their 20s, m- not their 30s.
2: Correct, they gave these guys money for years, like and, and that includes DJ Moore now. And I bet they did their homework on what kind of person DJ Moore is. We talked to the Charlotte reporter on Friday, the Charlotte yep. guy who said that that moment where DJ Moore took off his helmet was out of character, and there's literally been nothing else. Uh, you know, uh, th- th- in his entire Panthers career, to give you pause. So they got the personality and character profiles that they wanted, as well as the prime years in their twenties.
0: Right. And th- th- those two things I like a lot. Yeah, that that makes all the sense in the world in terms of the soft factors, and why you especially would would really like that. I um and they like it. I know and and they and they they say they like it, but everybody <laughs> sa- everybody says they like it. Yeah. But you but you need talent, man. Like you are they, are they going to it'll be interesting. and obviously they still have a bunch of cap money to spend and free agency is not over. But it would be f- very risky to try to go into the draft and say we are going to hit on starters.
2: At tackle at and multiple
0: premium positions. Uh, they, they, they need one
2: more. They need a. Ta- they need a tackle and and uh, and a. And a it just, and it just 3 just like or an edge, yeah, the, yeah.
0: Like, and like a difference-making plus plus player at that position. Yeah, because on the offensive line, like Davis seems like a nice player, but not necessarily you know a perennial Pro Bowl caliber guy. The leader, alpha dog of your offensive line. He seems like he's just a guy. Uh, and these linebackers. I mean, he, uh, our guest said that Sal, uh, that, that Tremaine Edmonds was not the alpha dog of a defense. Now, maybe that's Jaquan Brisker and Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson. Like, maybe they feel like they already have that.
2: Might also be T.J. Uh, Edwards. You know, might, it, might be more so than Edmonds, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, might be. It just it <laughs> pass rush in <laughs> three technique and tackle
2: remain issues
0: hitting, and, and and they are. Hugely premium positions, so that that's what is. Uh, I think the uneasy feeling of this is the allocation of those resources to like the fourth, fifth, and sixth right. biggest needs, as opposed to the first, second, and third.
2: I think that's right. That, but the other thing that goes along with that, and I don't know how much of it is by design or just carefully chosen as they go, they haven't broken the bank. On these guys. I know that's a big deal for a middle linebacker, but it's front loaded and they still could sign Draymond Jones or they still could potentially sign Orlando Brown and put him over there at right tackle. I mean, they could, they have room to still do that kind of thing. Yep. And, and so they are, you know, value shopping with TJ Edwards, real solid off offensive line value with, with Nate Davis, tremendous um, known cost certainty with DJ Moore
0: that's just my favorite move of all of these by far
2: incredible for, for that wide receiver there's still there's still people who need to be sort of convinced on the caliber of wide receiver that DJ Moore is maybe that's because he's not your prototypical big bodied coverage dictating number one on the uh, on the goal line he's not Calvin Johnson or Julio Jones but he is a number one through both production and and targets and route running and, and and all of that, but just us saying it is not going to be enough.
0: Here's Tom Thayer with uh, answering a question from from David Haw on uh, on DJ Moore.
1: I think he is he is a legitimate number one. You know, so he's he's the fifth best in the league with 50 catches at 11.2 yards per catch. My concern is 2.9 yards after the catch is yak yards. Only 182 yards. Uh, this year after catches. So, I mean, the kid has got, um, you know, outwardly he's got everything he wants. You know, he's not a diva. He's not a, you know, a high-attitude locker room guy. He's super supportive to the quarterback no matter who's he's, who he's played with over the course of his career. I did have a chance to have a long conversation this morning with Ron Rivera, who was his coach for the first two years in the league. And I, and I, you know, said, I don't, don't give me coach speak. I'm not someone that's talking to you for the first time in our lives. You and I have spent a long time together as friends in the football business and everything. And he, you know, he was shooting a straight, look, man, this guy is a model. Number one, a one beat receiver. He's great in the locker room. He's super supportive to the rest of his teammates. He's great with his quarterback. He'll be instrumental in the further development of a guy like Justin. So it's nice hearing complimentary things about a guy that you're bringing up on board so you don't have to be, you know, sensitive around him in the locker room. You know, is he a temperamental guy that will get offended easily? And that's just not the case with DJ Moore.
2: That's good stuff because some of the factors of what what is being a number one wide receiver mean, it means – you are the guy that the quarterback trusts to run exactly the right pattern every time. You're going to be his default, de facto number one look most of the time, and he's going to be a relationship that matters to you. And if Ron Rivera can say that is what DJ. Moore brings after coaching him for two years, Yeah, that's really that's powerful for me.
0: I think that, that makes sense. Uh, I had no I didn't know that people would still need to be sold on him after presumably doing some reading on him you know like th- the guy is is like historically productive in terms of consistency of production for under 25 years old in the nfl for no- like number of 1100 yard i think it was it was the stat was uh receivers with 3 1200 yard plus seasons from scrimmage factoring in his rushing yards like you know the end arounds and jet sweeps mm-hmm. uh under 25 it was like Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, DJ Moore and three other dudes. You know what I mean like he he is a great and he did it with Will Greer and PJ Walker and Sam Darnold and the, and Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. Like so I got I don't think it's a tough sell on him, and I think Bears fans will love him as as soon as they see him. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think that one's going to be very tough. And some texters are making a good point. They're saying, Danny, you said all along like you're not going to be able to do all of this in one offseason. That's why I wanted to zoom out here at the start of the five o'clock hour. To me, it's like the sequencing of events. Like I didn't think they could fill every hole in one offseason, or even after the draft. I'm not saying they're yeah. going to be a complete roster. I just figured. Like I think the vast majority of careful Bears observers figured that it would be more on the premium positions. Yeah, no, I, I get, I get it totally. The, they they, they, they but, would have figured out a way to three technique and right tackle, and uh-huh. then okay, we're we'll, we're gonna upgrade at uh, linebacker and guard. Sure. going forward, you know what I mean. I just I the, the it's the order to me that is a little surprising. I
2: I, I get it, but. Like, people overpay for those premium positions, especially here on day one of free agency. People pay like crazy yep, because those are the premium positions. That's what everybody wants and everybody needs. So, you know, they are, because of all the needs, maybe they felt like they're not in the position to do what you do on day one of free agency, which is pay a crazy amount for Mike McGlinchey or pay a crazy amount for Javon Hargrave. And, you know, those guys – But I bet you if they don't end up going premium on that stuff and they do save some cap space, Lord knows that's what they'll do next year when they feel closer because San Francisco is trying to win it right now. It's worth the cost and maybe the potential hamstringing of the Hargrave deal. Um, You know, it's like. Kansas City trying to win it right now. It's worth the cost of the Juwan Taylor deal. Uh, Denver has no choice because of the cost of Russell Wilson to try and go for it right now. So they go ahead and go for it with Mike McGlinchey. So Bears are not there. So if they're deciding not to pay a premium at those positions on day one,
0: I get it. Yeah, I, I still think there's going to be a big ticket item at a premium position because there was in DJ Moore. And they still have to spend money. So whether it's Draymond Jones or mm-hmm. Orlando Brown or via a trade, I still I, – I, I'll go down with the ship yeah. of, of thinking that it's order of events and that they will address one of the premium positions.
2: In free agency.
0: Pass rush or, or trade. With like, okay, right, with a, right, right, with a, with, an ex- with a veteran, veteran, a veteran expensive. expensive piece. Either an edge rusher, a three technique, or a tackle. They will. They will do that in free agency or trade. Or, or trade. I just, still. I. I think so. I just. I, it just. They have the money to spend, and it's just a huge roll of the dice to go into a year with expectations. I rolled
2: my eyes. or I scoffed. I scoffed at you. I borrowed your move, and I yeah, scoffed. I get it. Early on, when you talked about trading for Laramie Tunsil, like trading more draft capital or something like that, but man, teams get crazy. Teams get crazy and they and they want picks. So if it's like if they can find a way to not give up too much in the picks, but add that premium position that way. Well, the example I used to was: would
0: you would nine you to twelve? Would you move down from nine to twelve with Houston for Laramie Tunsil and have them throw in like a fifth round pick? You know, would you, would you would you do that? But I, t- And then and then you but then you got to give Laramie Tunsil a hundred and forty million dollar contract with sixty of it guaranteed. Would you do that? The
2: Bears would throw in the fifth-round pick? No, I think
0: the Texans. I I, I think to move, moving down three spots, it costs a lot, man.
2: So Laramie Tunsil to move down three spots?
0: You get you get Laramie Tunsil, you move down three spots, and the Texans give you a late-round pick. And he lives with you, Speaks. You're getting Laramie Tunsil. He's moving into your condo. Is
2: he bringing the gas mask? Because I've never done that, but I'd consider it just with him. Oh, I would do
0: a gas mask bong with Laramie Tunsil. Kick it old school That's for what I'm a day. Saying. Yeah, that'd when, be fun.
2: When the OG of the gas mask... All due respect to anybody who served and actually used one. But, you know, (laughs) Laramie Tunsil is the OG of the
0: marijuana gas mask (laughs) at this point. Yeah, they're not all the same gas mask. His was a gas mask bong. I don't think his would have actually functioned as a legitimate, like, wartime was gas it mask. Was it converted? It was it converted from war? Yeah, I believe, I believe or, did, or did they make the gas no, mask bong? No, yeah, bongs? he's not the first person to do the gas mask bong. Stay no. off the weed! <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible advice. Yeah. It's terrible advice. <laughs> It's legal right. and often I medicinal. Mean,
2: I, I don't know what kind of sense of humor Laramie Tunsell has about that these days.
0: I don't either. But I, I, I'd love to make jokes about him uh, with him on the show and yeah. see if he stays on the phone.
2: I'd like to bring one. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to have him in studio and bring the gas mask and see if and we can offer to pass it to him? Yeah, He's absolutely. downstairs
1: right now, actually. <laughs> that's <a> good, <laughs> so wild. That's been a good day. Book by you. You're
2: on fire, man. First TJ Edwards, now Laramie Tunsil downstairs. And Tyler Buterbaugh brought the gas mask from home. Man. Thank
0: you. So, you think people still need to be sold on the biggest move of this whole thing? We've got some people who I think can do that for you. It's coming Park Parker the Spiegel on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month.
1: New iPhone 15s? It's better
0: over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch